welcome to the Gospel Gazing Podcast. My name is Wilson Van Hooser, and I'm joined, who in my with my opinion is the goat, Jay Bruce, <laughs> uh, the greatest of all time. Uh, you know what? What they they used to say, you're you're number ninety on the field, but you're number one in our hearts. Uh, Jay Bruce <laughs> is number one in my heart. Uh, Jay Bruce is a teaching elder over at Covenant Press Fayetteville. And uh, he and I are often talking to each other, solving the world's problems. Uh, <laughs> so, no, but a lot of y'all know who Jay is. And uh, he he was over at my uh, installation service at the church. And uh, several of you have uh, even read some of his stuff here and there. And uh, so anyway, Jay, glad to have you on the podcast. Hey, thank you for having me. And I, I like how you said you called me a goat. And then yeah, thinking, hmm, he may not know what that means. Like, I'm a sheep. No, it, it stands for something, Jay. Yeah, not in the sense of like sheep and goats, yeah. but in the sense of greatest of all time. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, no, man, well, it's so good to have you. Uh, thank you, brother. Even for people who are getting familiar with you, tell us a little about your marriage, family, and where you are right now in ministry. So my wife and I, Catherine, uh, we just celebrated our 20th wedding anniversary this fall. There you go. And we have four kids, a girl and three boys, 16 down to six. Yeah. And we joke that I have three full-time jobs. I'm a associate pastor at Covenant Church Fayetteville, as you mentioned. I'm a professor of philosophy at John Brown University, and I'm also the inaugural director of the Center for Faith and Flourishing at JBU. So never, never a dull moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, man, I mean, it, if ever I think I'm juggling a lot, I always think about you. Um, man, yeah. And then, okay, what do you teach at JBU? So I'm a philosophy professor. So before we started recording, I was reading uh, John Locke. Yeah, I have uh, I've assigned for my modern philosophy class. I assigned the entirety of Locke's essay concerning really? human understanding, which which means that I have to to read it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I've read selections, exactly. but I've never read the whole thing. But uh, it's an important work in the history of philosophy, and so yeah. we've been. We've been going through uh, Steve Evans, C.C. Stephen Evans has a nice IVP academic history yes. of Western philosophy. And so we've we've done the second half of that on modern philosophy. Awesome. But then I wanted them to have the experience of reading through long works yeah. of, I love of, that. of literature. Yeah, it's good. I think that uh, philosophy is uh, a great discipline, especially preparatory for theology. Yes. People who are interested in going on to seminary, I think that having your mind rigorously trained. I also like to think about um, sending students to uh, more liberal seminaries. That if the professor yeah. says, "Well, we can't do," the you know, we're trying to do theology after Kant. Yeah. Well, a student trained by me will have read Kant, will have reflected exactly. on Kant theologically, and so be be yeah. well prepared. Yeah, I mean, that really is like, I mean, how, how many times people just parrot what they hear and they don't actually get in the actual work and work through it. And then you you grow by that interaction with the text. And that I, I love that. That's awesome. Correct. And I think it, it's also helpful for students to know uh, that they can just disagree with a philosopher. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, I remember. So Steve Evans was one of my teachers. And I remember 
the first time I ever heard him say, well, but Aristotle's wrong. I think I gasped like that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You know, yeah. like, and so so I think just that's really helpful because when you come across yeah. different thinkers, you know, if if somebody if Jordan Peterson said something you don't like, yeah. you'd feel quite comfortable saying like, yeah, I just I don't I don't I think that's wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then if it's Plato or yeah, exactly. uh, yeah, 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 David yeah. Hume said, then yeah. you get a little sheepish. So it, it habituates you to saying to disagreement, which is a good thing. Yes, that really is, man. I, I think that's great. So, And then uh, maybe you already said this, but how long have you been at Covenant Fayetteville? So we, uh, what's interesting, we joined the church initially in way back in I'm going to guess 2010, 2011 yeah. Yeah, in okay. order for me to become licensed to preach and start the church plant of Redeemer and Siloam Springs. So I was licensed oh, to preach and served on that. the informal advisory board, helped plant that church. Uh, Redeemer particularized with Ted Wanger as a senior pastor yeah. on March 5th. 2017. I remember the date because that's my birthday. Yeah. So March 5th, 2017. And then I was called to covenant in 2018, kind wow. of back to the mothership. And that's yeah. when I was ordained as an assistant pastor. And then I think the following year, uh, as I was installed as an associate. I did not know that you had uh, the the history with uh, Siloam. Um, oh, yeah. Sh- shout out to Ted. Um, yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And, and it's fun, too, because... I, I mean, I we moved in twenty so twenty eighteen, ordained for the work at Covenant. Twenty twenty one, we moved to Fayetteville, but I still commute to JBU and Siloam Springs yeah. for work, and so it's charming to yeah. to talk to JBU students and I encourage them to go to Redeemer. It's right around the corner, um, but it, it's charming for students to talk to me about Redeemer. And, yeah. and and they they kind of have the air of you know it's my second semester there so I know the work and yeah you know, and I know Ted and yeah and so I just, it's a source of great delight to me that yeah that, um and I I went and I preached there this past summer and one of the things that I said was I'm it's great to see some old faces but I'm really thrilled yes. to see people I've never seen before uh, really because is. the Lord's growing a yeah. I, I, I hear like what uh, the youth ministry I was at with a uh, pear orchard Presbyterian in uh, the Jackson, Mississippi area. And, uh, you know, when these 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 kids start to graduate and but then, yeah, there are new faces in there. And it is it's it's this it's this awesome feeling of like, yes, they're continuing the work. And, you know, it's, it's awesome. So, uh, man, well, Jay, we're excited to have you on the podcast. And uh, we're going to be talking about something that uh is hugely important hugely practical uh but maybe one of those things where uh lots of our congregants at first might not see as very important uh and i think it'll become clear how important it is as the conversation goes on and really the the topic that we're talking about is uh church government and uh particularly the things of what our pca churches have to help us grow uh, and to be held accountable, to love our people well, and all those things, and we'll get into that. Um, but 
Well, let's start out with this question. Why in the world are Presbyterians just so obsessed with church government? <laughs> I think that's a great question. I think it's because we take the whole Bible seriously. So you could yeah. say the same thing about many, many doctrines that people would think are uh, particularly Presbyterian or Reformed, like predestination. Mm-hmm. I like to say to people, everybody should be- believe in predestination because it's in the Bible. Yes. Right. We just yeah. talk about it, take it seriously. And so we take church government seriously, too. It's in the yeah. Bible. Yeah. Uh, Hebrews thirteen seventeen says, obey your mm-hmm. leaders and submit to them. This should raise the question of, well, who are my leaders? Good. What does it mean to obey and submit to them? Do I obey and submit to them always? Uh, mm. 1 Timothy 3 and Titus 1 give qualifications for officers. How 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 are these officers chosen? What does it mean to be an officer? Yeah. Who can be an officer? So so we actually, I would say that we just take the whole Bible seriously. I really, um, I also really see this in, in preaching the Old Testament, looking forward yeah. to Jesus, the Messiah, uh, mm. taking seriously the words of Jesus in John chapter 5, that you diligently study the scriptures, thinking that in them you have life. But these scriptures testify to me about me. And so, and yet, you know, yet speaking to the Jews, yet you refuse to come to me to have life. And so we, we, you know, are reading the Psalms and we're looking forward to the Messiah that is to come. Why? Because we take the Bible seriously and take the words of Jesus seriously. So this, I think, is just an, an extension of our obsessive concern to be faithful to the word of God. I'd also like to say, like, thinking about, um, thinking about, uh, I said something in class, and so students said something, and it was an ethics class in the fall. And I said, well, how how many of you go to like a non-denominational church where, you know, you quote unquote have no church government? Yeah. And, you know, a couple of students raised their hands. And I said, well, I, I just I, I'm curious. I, I want to know, like, who 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 decides whether or not to buy or sell a building? Yeah. Who You know, if you want to get rid of the pastor, who how how, how does that? how does that decision, you know, how's that made? Yes. And so it was clear that like they had no membership, they had no structure, but guess what? There were four or five people, you know, the pastor plus the local dentist and maybe the vet or whatever, (laughs) Yeah. you know, the, the local banker. Yeah. um, That they, they made all the decisions. Yeah. So was there a government? Yes. Was it clear to the people what the government was? No. Mm-hmm. Were people making decisions? Yes. But was there a clear way to hold them accountable for the decisions that they were making? No. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, David Strain, um, yeah. he made such a um, push for uh, James Bannerman. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. I had I had Speechify read me all bajillion pages <laughs> of the work. Yes. And that's how I, I thought, you know, I always have these book ideas of books that I'll probably never write, but one of them is by their, by their polity, you shall know them. Yeah. And it's interesting. Like you walk into a church and yeah. you know, there's a, there's like guitar song time for half an hour. Mm. And then there's, then there's a, a kind of a message for 25 minutes, yep. Yep. 30 minutes and it's fun. And it, it may refer to scripture occasionally. Yeah. Um, I can tell you that they don't baptize infants at that church. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right. The, the, you know, I, I can tell you a lot yeah. just by walking into a church and going, what's the look and feel? And that's because, as my uh, beloved Reformed scholastic Francis Turretin said, yes. uh, theology is theoretical practical. 
It's it's a beholding and it's a doing. Some people want to say, no, it's just about what we do. We've got to love our neighbor. That's all. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. Some would say, oh, we just have to learn great truths about God. No, but learning great truths about God always flow into practical application. And part of that is how we, we structure and organize our church. So we take the Bible seriously yes. and we, and we see, uh, we take it from there. It's kind of like when people say, uh, well, I have no theological system. That is a theological system. You're just choosing to be ambiguity, ambiguity. You're choosing ambiguity in so many different things. Correct. It's like, you know, uh, or, or, uh, uh, people say, you know, no creed, but the Bible that, 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 that is a creed, and and often you know it it, can, it leads into pretty severe errors when you really neglect a lot of these different things. Uh, and yeah, yeah I, I, that, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, and I, I was going to say I think one of Calvin's favorite verses was Deuteronomy twenty nine twenty nine: the secret things belong to the Lord yes. our God. But but he has revealed to us what he Absolutely. wants us to know. Yeah. And so I think that the maintaining the balance of there are certain. Mm -hmm. Things where in theology, it's appropriate not to, as the metaphor Calvin uses, is not to wander into the labyrinth, right? Yeah. Where idle Good. speculation and, mm -hmm. and saying like, no, the the Bible teaches that we've got to use the Trinity Psalter hymnal, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, right? Where we, where we blaspheme yeah. uh, that, that, uh, you know, we, we got to be careful of that extreme, but there yeah. is, there is the other extreme of really not wanting to be tested, not having my ideas tested by the word of God. Yes. And, that, yeah, and, and I think we can, subtle, all succumb, yep. we can all succumb to that sin yeah. of, of wanting to hold something because it's comfortable or, um, you know, my grandparents were, I mean, my, my grandparents yeah. weren't. But like some people, like if your grandparents were Presbyterian and your parents mm -hmm. were Presbyterian and now you're a college student and you're going to a Presbyterian church, then maybe you go, I'm not sure I want to look too carefully into yeah. Presbyterian or or conversely, yeah. you know, grandma and grandpa were non-denom, mom yep. and dad non-denom. And you don't want to look into whether or not the Bible says something about church government because mm -hmm. your conscience mm -hmm. is constrained by the word of God. And so if the Bible, if the biblical model for church government is Presbyterian, then yeah. you need to hearken yourself onto a Presbyterian church. Exactly. Uh, which yeah. can be discomforting, you know? Well, and when we think about it, you know, what does uh, Peter say, Second uh, Peter 1, 3, that, you know, everything that is revealed to us is for all of life and godliness. So if mm -hmm. church government is revealed to us, it is for life and godliness, not merely just... Yeah. Here's some business organization things like, no, this is there's something about Presbyterian church government that is showing us uh, uh, the orderliness of who our God is. And uh, in, in an analogical way, to be sure, uh, not sure. not an identical way. But um, so, OK, so before we kind of get more in that, let, let's even ask about just the PCA particularly. What do we have in the PCA to help us with our polity? Yep. So first and foremost, the Bible, as we've been talking about. Second, we have a book called the Book of Church Order, which is available for free on the web. We also have various writings on Presbyterianism that, I, that we can get into later. And then fourth, uh, we have elders in the church who know the process better than we do. Yeah. Um, and I would say that that it has been 
uh, a great blessing of my life to have men in the PCA who have taken the time to receive texts or phone calls or emails yes. from me and respond. Yeah. Um, because it's not as though uh, the, I mean, the book of church order definitely has a structure, mm-hmm. but, but like any kind of um, operations manual, it's yeah. going to, to have um, a learning curve, but I would say, yeah. 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 I mean, it's kind of, you know, when you're studying, uh, you know, books on pastoral counseling, that, that's great. And that there, it has its rightful place, but there's, it's not the same as asking another pastor, like, okay, how do you go about this? Uh, so like, I, I, yeah, do you, oh, go ahead, good. The, the great, I'm going to philosophize the, the great uh, expression to use there is the discretionary judgment. Yeah. And so, so a man of practical wisdom shows docility to counsel mm-hmm. because you could know the general principles, yeah, but not know how they apply in a particular Bingo. instance. Yeah. And the yeah, but you were going to say something I interrupted. Yeah, you. knowledge, knowledge versus wisdom there. Yeah. One thing to know about, a whole other thing to know what to do with it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And even how to frame the question. We were in a session meeting several years ago yeah. oh good and jeff tuning whom you know yeah. who's awesome. awesome he's our state of clerk he it was a sensitive pastoral matter mm-hmm. and he framed the discussion yeah in a way that i would have never yes thought to consider it and i it's like it was yesterday wilson yeah looking at him going Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I don't like I don't have that gift. Mm. I I could not have yeah. I could not have come up with that. And it was yeah. beautiful. It changed the whole conversation and yeah. it honored the Lord and yeah, that really so, I mean, is. Was, yeah. Well, and, and I think what's helpful about the way you're you the way you're explaining this is that shows that it is not an either or approach to this. It is a both and. It, it's kind of just like uh, um, I, I kind of always like to you know talk about you know the person of Christ. You know, so often we get into this Nestorianism of over separation between the two, and it's like, well, no, they're 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 two distinct things, but they're in perfect unity. You know, you, you need the actual content of the BCO to, you know, kind of know, okay, what do we need to do? But we are also pastors and we need to go about it in a pastoral way, but those are not rivals. Uh, They, they, they are in, in, you know, just like truth and love. Those are not rivals. They're, they're really, they're rooted in the one God. Um, Yeah. And this is why, if I can jump to uh, jump ahead, this is why I think the Book of Church Order is crucial for yes. the church's health. Yeah. Because to your point, if you give if the it, um if you have you know, do you have rules that apply to everyone and are not respecters of persons? Yeah. Or instead, do you have a good old boys club? Mm. Where if you know the right person, yeah, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, yeah, and yep. so knowing knowing the rules in advance is just good for proper functioning. Correct. But it also protects against abuse. You know, if yeah, if uh, if Wilson comes forward and 
I don't like football and I, I mean I actually now I do because of my sons. Yeah, They're, yeah, uh, yeah. It's ridiculous. But uh um but if I go like Meh, he played football, he can't yeah. you know, he's too dumb to be a teaching yeah, elder. Yeah. yeah. That's not the question. Yes. It's not yeah. Bruce's bigoted prejudice against football. Yeah. Instead it's can he go through the ordination trial? Mm. Does he have an inward and outward call? Yeah. Does he, you know, have a character uh, marked by the fruit of the spirit? Mm. And so the 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 clear order is helpful for say Wilson coming forward for ordination yeah. because he's trying to figure out what he needs to know and do in order to be a minister. Yeah. But it's also a good protection, right? Well, um, and it, it's also this too, uh, you know, you know, considering the landscape of elders in the PCA, you know, you, you and I are on the younger end of it. And, you know, uh, but with us being ordained, um, there, there's, it's not like, uh, we're like tier eight and we're right. our way up to tier one. It's like, no, no, no. It is. Everyone has one vote and it does not matter if you are, you know, the oldest, most respected, you know, minister at the end of the day, it's not a hierarchy. There's still, you know, it's, it's the plurality of elders. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's real. it really is key for that. And it's key. You, you can go into our people too, when you talk about getting into congregational meetings, things like that. Yeah. Every communing member, you know, you each just have one vote. It's not seniority or anything like that. Correct. So. Yeah. And I, I really like it when um, the, uh, I hope it's okay to say I really like it because I don't think it's schadenfreude. I think it's just like, you know, uh, the vindication of people. But it, yeah. but it's always gratifying to read uh, standing judicial commission yeah. cases. Yeah. And when the, I mean, I when a a church is spanked for yeah. grossly mistreating a member, that's a mm-hmm. good thing. It you is. know, it's it's like that's mm-hmm. that's a that's a good thing. And I, and I think that, um, I think what often happens is people get hurt mm. and then they either leave the PCA. Yeah. Um, yeah. or, um, they leave church altogether. Yeah. And, and so, the, you know, the proper application of the Book of Church Order is crucial mm-hmm. for the health of individual members. Um, well, it's, yeah, and let's let's yeah. get into that because I, I can imagine a you know potential objection at this point in the episode of like, well, is this just kind of elder to elder talk? Uh, what does this really have to do with me, who's not in you know the ordained office of elder or deacon? Yeah, what what. Why would a church member ever use the BCO? Yeah, I think that the first thing would be uh, for edification, the especially the preface of the BCO, praising Christ as the king and yeah. head of the church. Yeah. Uh, the preliminary principles that the story Beautiful. goes that John Witherspoon, the American founder, could have actually uh, penned them. And in the, the PCA, Book of Church Order, they're actually gathered together, whereas historically they've been distributed. And so... So I think that that's really helpful because as, you know, it's occasions for praise and gratitude that you um, really can delight in the Mm -hmm. Lord 
and how the Lord has chosen to govern his church. Yeah. I also think that um, it's helpful for clarification. Um, yep. You know, you, you, you're not from a church where there are elders. Okay. Yeah. What is an elder supposed to, who, what is an elder? What is an elder supposed to be doing? You yeah. read first Timothy three, you read Titus one, but you could also read chapter eight of the book of church order. Yeah. You hear, you know, Wilson's going to presbytery. Well, what's presbytery about? <laughs> I mean, you could read acts chapter 15, but you can also look at book of church order chapter yeah. 13. And so, and I think that's helpful because I think that every elder reading chapter eight Mm -hmm. should uh, feel unworthy. Oh man, yes. (laughs) And and feel burdened by the weight of the office. But my hope would be that many or at least some of our people would read chapter eight and go, Jay does that for me. Yes. Wilson does that for me. Exactly. That's what, you know, that's, that's why they are so focused on word and sacrament. Yeah. That's, that's why, Yes. you know, Wilson, like he, he is, he's doing it out of love for me. Mm-hmm. He's also doing it out of uh, faithful obedience to Jesus as a teaching yes. elder in the Presbyterian church in America. It's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like when you buy a product and it comes with instructions and how often we don't read the instructions. Well, you have at times you can have unrealistic expectations. And so then you can get frustrated when it's not doing what you wish it would do. When really a lot of the answer is if you look at, you know, the guidelines, the instructions, then you are like, oh, that's why it does that. And then you know what to expect. Yeah, and I like that because just to carry your um, analogy further, the you know how there's the there's the uh, getting started guide, yeah, yeah like yeah. Um, you know like the little instructions, but then there's the um, you know if you try to go uh, you know if you take your MacBook with you into the bathtub, it could be yeah. bad for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the, all of the legalese that's yeah. in like microscopic print and it's, you know, yeah. uh, and written in, you know, a bajillion languages. Well, if you think that the book of church order is like that, mm. that it's almost the Presbyterian church in America's defense against you as a church member, mm. then you're never going to read it. Correct. But if you, if you see it as a getting started guide, yeah, then it's much more inviting, you know? And, yeah. and, and so like, what are the features of the church mm-hmm. and how should things go? And, and I think that's where the, the preface preliminary principles and some of the opening chapters are really helpful. Yes. And then I, the, the, yeah, go ahead. Where well, are you looking I'm, I'm looking for, uh, I, I have uh, Morton Smith's, uh, I think it's a 2008 commentary on the book of church order. And I, yeah. I, I, j- I joke with my officers, uh, and they're like, man, that looks like a thrilling read. And uh, but it, it actually, yeah. what, what you're saying as as I've read it, I'm like, this is actually like even as sometimes truly in a way devotional, like of of just distilling the doctrine and seeing it in practice. I mean, I really have been at times reading the BCO and been like, man, this is such a good summary of like what we believe Scripture teaches. It actually. It is very like encouraging. It's not just this, uh, you know, mumbo jumbo of like, you know, 
check this box to acknowledge, you know, the rights and stuff like that. And then you can move on. You know, it's like, no, this actually is so helpful. Yeah. Let me, let me give you uh, an example. Yeah. Uh, six one uh, BCO six dash one. So the children of believers are through the covenant and by right of birth, yeah. non-communing members of the church. Hence they are entitled to baptism. Mm. and to the pastoral oversight, instruction, and government of the church with a view to their embracing Christ and thus possessing personally all benefits of the covenant. Why are you baptizing? Why are you baptizing my baby? Because your baby is already a non-communing member of the church, and we are not going to withhold from her something that she has by right. Yes, yes. Right, she, we, we, we are obligated to give her mm-hmm. pastoral oversight and instruction yes. and, and the government of the church, the shepherding of the church yep. that well, uh, we, in, would, we would. And in, yeah, yeah. Boy, in, in two sentences, it has summarized what pastors and theologians through the years have just painstakingly thought about. And so in a lot of ways, yeah, it really is like it, there are some parts here where it's just so you know uh, chapter 6 section 3 all baptized persons are entitled to the watchful care instruction and government of the church even though they are adults and have made no profession of their faith in Christ that's awesome you know to as yeah. a parent thinking that the elders of my children they are called to do that hey man look that will that will carry me through some dark times to know yeah. that my elders of the elders of my children they are praying they made vows to pray for my kids. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That is awesome. So yeah. now, yeah, oh, yeah, go, just go, go real quick. Yeah, the, the one the other thing that I wanted to mention on possible use mm-hmm. is you know there's the negative is, is preparation. There's the negative side yeah. of things. Yep, where. And I find, and I'm sure this is true of you, Wilson, that uh, you really start to think about a particular section of the BCO. Yeah. When when yeah. something bad is happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, when yeah. Maybe, go, like, maybe that middle section now? there. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, what do we? You know, you've read it before, but then it's like, okay, how do how do we do this investigation? That's when you really start to focus. I know. Um, I know. But there's the positive, yeah. the positive side too, of you know, people mm-hmm. um, learning about the process of a licensure or ordination or, yeah. you know, we've got somebody in the church who's coming under care. Yes. Well, what does that mean? Yeah. You know, but, you know, okay, that person's coming under care of presbytery. Mm-hmm. Well, what should presbytery be doing? So you could kind of uh, gain in your knowledge. Yeah. And, and that would be a kind of nice. So if the, hey, read the, read the preliminary principles, read the preface for edification, mm-hmm. maybe read the opening chapters just yeah. to kind of get a view of elders, deacons, presbytery. Um, then you could kind of dip into it. Um, you don't have to be a Wilson or Jay in terms of, you know, reading it. Yeah, all, like, yeah. All no, the way through the, yeah, and yeah. reading the commentary by Morton Smith. Yeah. Um, but, but just kind of something comes up in the church. We're going to have a congregational meeting. Okay. Does the yes. BCO say anything about a congregational meeting? Yes. Yes, it does. And so yeah. you could kind of yeah. look into uh, well, into different can, things. There's so many ways in which, yeah, it it can it can help protect the sheep from wolves, um, and and it can help protect, uh, you know, people from false accusations. You know, where where you can actually 
you know, when your conscience is clean, say, yeah, Lord, I'll, I'll let this take trial and, and I'll trust this. I'll, I will trust this structure. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and now you had mentioned earlier a little bit about, you know, Hebrews 13, 7, uh, uh, you know, some of the biblical evidence about um, yes, 13, 17, 13, yeah. 17. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Of honoring your leaders, obeying them. Uh, so it makes us ask the question, you know, who are my leaders in the church? Where where do we see, and you, you've mentioned some of these, Acts 15, uh, 1 Timothy 3, Titus 1, where do we see some of this biblical evidence of Presbyterian structure? Yeah, and this is where I'm just going to steal uh, quite happily from Thomas Witherow's Apostolic Church. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I think he'll allow it. He's in glory. He'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. And it's so good because yeah. the thing that he does in his work is he says, here are six principles in scripture. Let's yeah. defend these six principles independently from any government at all. Yes. And then let's see yeah. which system of government best follows mm-hmm. those six principles. So really quickly, office bearers are chosen by the people. You see this in Acts chapter one, when they need one to replace Judas, Acts chapter six with deacons, Acts chapter 14 with elders. That's his first principle. The second is that the office of bishop and elder were identical. Mm-hmm. So any anybody that says like, oh, there's a hierarchical structure. Well, Titus chapter one, verses five to seven is the best in this. Uh, this is why I yeah. left in Crete so that you might put what remained into order yeah. and appoint elders. So that's verse five. Yeah. And why should you appoint elders? And, you know, why should they be above reproach? Verse seven for an overseer or that, another translation would be a bishop is God's steward. And so these are clearly used as synonyms. You wouldn't say yeah. um, uh, the president, you know, this is why we elected the presidents of the United States and why he needs to be thoughtful and sober minded because the commander in chief yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. must be above reproach. If you're talking about the same guy. Correct. So, Good. So, Great so illustration. Yeah. Boy, uh, point two is the office and bishop are identical. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, which this really struck me mm-hmm. in Witherow, that uh, there's a plurality of elders in every yeah. church, that Acts 14, 23, and when they had appointed elders mm-hmm. for them in every church with prayer and fasting. But Witherow is especially good with uh, the church in Philippi because yeah, yeah. Uh, Philippians 1, 1, it's the overseers or the bishops. Remember, it's the same thing, same, yep, overseers yep. or bishops and deacons. So there are two offices there, overseer slash bishop mm-hmm. and deacon. And Witherow points out that in Acts 16, that if if you remember, Paul and Silas in jail, they're, so it's a small, persecuted mm-hmm. minority in a non, not particularly robust town. Yeah. And yeah. so... So it and yet they talk about the bishop slash elders and deacons in mm-hmm. Philippi. Yeah. And so one of the things that Witherow points out is the Bishop of London has a million people and now millions of people under him. Right. But in yeah. this little tiny backwater town, uh, the, the New Testament church had many. So there's yeah. always a plurality. Yeah. Um, and then. Number four, ordination was the act of a presbytery, that is, of a plurality of elders. Yep. I had a lot of fun with this because First Timothy 4.14 and mm-hmm. the ESV, the English Standard Version, do not neglect the gift you have, which is given you by prophecy with 
when the council of elders uh, lay their hands on you. Um, that's just one word, right? It's the presbytery. Yeah. And, uh, and so the King James actually says, with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. And you'll remember yeah. uh, the King James Version, uh, 1611, is that right? Um, James actually said, no mm. bishop, no king. So the translators yeah. of the King James Version were not Presbyterians. Mm-hmm. They were not they were not a- advancing and advocating for Presbyterian government, but it's one word in the original, and they render it as one word in yeah. English, and it's the same in the Vulgate. And uh Yeah. And so well, that's that's where yeah, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, you know, that that's actually where we get the actual term Presbyterian, because the Greek word is presbyteros. And yep. so it's like uh yeah, this is uh, in a lot. You know, it's kind of like the word predestination. Now, is Presbyterianism in the Bible? Yeah, Absolutely. literally, uh, yeah. Bur- like <laughs> right there. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, but I love. You're right. What what Wither is doing, and and definitely keep going. Like what Wither is doing, and in merely 21 pages, like you really could like just give this to new people if it, if all of that was just separated by itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, keep yeah keep going. Yeah, and so that's principle number four. Principle number five is the privilege of appeal to the assembly of elders. So you see this in Acts chapter 15 with the Jerusalem Council mm-hmm. where they're gathered together and, and they exercise the power of government. And how do we know that? Well, in the next chapter, Acts chapter 16, verse four, they go on their way to their cities. And what do they do? They delivered to them for observance the decisions that had been reached by the apostles yes. and elders who are in Jerusalem. So the apostolic office died with the apostles. What do we have left? We have elders. Yeah. And so this, I think, is probably I was talking to somebody yesterday who's, um, I think, a kind of reformed ish Baptist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he actually said that the 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 privilege of appeal yeah. is to him the most attractive feature of Presbyterianism mm. because he had actually served. This is the guy in Canada. He'd actually served uh, a local church, a Baptist church. Yeah. And then there was this big dust up and there was no, but no one to appeal to. Yes. There was no, there was nobody to say, but I, you know, yeah, but this isn't yeah. right. And uh, whereas you see yeah. in Acts chapter 15, that when there is a local concern, Mm-hmm. It becomes the regional concern the of the yeah. elders. Yeah, yep. exactly. Well, and that's what's good. Like, if I start saying crazy stuff from the pulpit, or if I start really mistreating people in counseling, you have every right to that because you're in the presbytery. And mm-hmm. so, through the process for the protection of the sheep, yeah. It's and and that's that is profoundly good for the people and the minister. Uh, yeah. When um, when we uh, had to re- reconstitute all of the committees and hills mm. and plains after everything got settled and we had people in every place, we were driving home and one of our ruling elders said. You know, I feel pretty good. I feel like Paul and Jay could, or in fact, the whole session yeah. could go down in a plane crash 
Yeah. And yeah. the presbytery could come alongside our church. Yes. And really reconstitute every, everything. Yeah. Really, really say, you know, we, we know what kind of exactly. church covenant church is, what kind yep. of people they have. And we, yep. you know, and so that, that I think is a, a sweet thing. And, and, um, you don't want it to be the case yeah. that you've got a charismatic man who yes, leads correct. a big church for yes. some season, and then hopefully his short-term fruit is is good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Lord willing. Yeah. But but long term, the yeah. ministry dies with him. Correct. Well, and, and often does that happen? I mean, we're seeing that yeah. a lot. And, uh, and even, and, and this might be getting on a rabbit trail, so, uh, we might want to come back, but, but even within presbyteries, general assembly, uh, but even in churches, this is even why we implement committees so that we, we rightly share the burden of, of, uh, people serving the church. And, And it doesn't just become a couple people making all the decisions, um and uh yeah because yeah, i love i love that the plurality mm-hmm. there's always a plurality of elders that you never yeah. have the the only person who makes decisions himself for the blessing of the church is the lord jesus and Amen. that's the sixth principle that the yes. christ alone is head of the church but then yes. the rest of us yes are just fallible men who are yeah um, and ignorant. And so we, we seek the wisdom and counsel of others. And, and it's, and, and that's where I think that, um, the, the work is, is really edifying. Yeah. And I find the work marvelously encouraging. I mean, I know more about, and I care more about Stillwater, Oklahoma. Mm Mm-hmm than I ever thought I ever would have. Yeah. But we're in the same presbytery. Exactly. And so, yeah. Yeah. you know, your people are precious to me. Yeah. And and they should be precious to me regardless. Yeah. But, but it's seeing like, it's, you... It's just, pre- yes. Yeah, there's yeah. a proximity. Right? Seeing yes. you presbytery to presbytery. Yep. Um, how are your people doing? Yeah. How, how you know, how are you and the, the family doing? Mm-hmm. There There's a, a deep connection there that uh that we wouldn't have otherwise yeah uh, and it's very so it's it's interesting because um i've never thought of this but but you get kind of like all the independent bible churches uh-huh. they they kind of have either some kind of loose collection of something like a faux presbytery yeah or they have to do the big conference yeah yeah and they have to do the big conference because they really are by themselves. Mm-hmm. And so they have to go find like-minded people. Yes. So it's interesting because we we have the we have a structure, mm-hmm. the affection then is organic. It's not forced. Yeah. yeah. We're seeing we're seeing each other multiple times a year. Yep. We're hearing how things are going. Mm-hmm. Um and so that's that's where um and I have really uh, enjoyed serving on, I mean, I was about to say serving on the nominations committee. I guess I am, I am the nominations committee basically. Uh, but remember people, I don't make any of the decisions by myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just present them before the administrative committee because we have a plurality of elders and it's not just yeah. the J show. Yeah, but, yeah. uh, but I have really enjoyed that because yeah. I've been con I've gotten to know yes. 
and contact different ruling elders. And just by having saying like, would you be interested in serving on this committee or that committee? Um, and, and I think that that's been, that's yeah. been really edifying to me. Well, um, it, it gets back to the point where Presbyterian government is representative government. And when we, I, I, you nailed it. We're Presbytery is not the Hills and Plains pastors conference that happens three times a year. It, we, That's we right. literally are bringing, we, we are like priests, we're like like the high priest in the Old Testament, we're bearing our people with us to Presbytery. We're representing them as elders, uh, as it were, bringing them with us uh, to seek to put things in order so that they can be shepherded by the Lord Jesus. And, uh, mm-hmm. and yeah, so you do feel that connection of, uh, you know, it was fun, uh, Coming over to and we're uh, and just just to add to that, yeah. we're a court of the church, yes. And the Lord has placed in Presbyterian's hands the right of ordination, yes. And yeah, so that's very important. That is that is something that we don't do uh, lightly, no. Um, and and so and that that I I think is yeah. I mean we could do we could we could shepherd people better. I mean I'm not yeah, saying we yeah. do all things well. Only Jesus does, but yeah, like, just that that idea of mm-hmm. really we're coming. I like that. It's not a pastor's conference. I mean, it yeah. is. Yeah, it is good. fellowship, and it's great to see each other. But it really is also too. We are we're representing our people. We are, and that's actually it's really good to keep us accountable because we're not showing up to think how can we make decisions that make us feel better. We yeah. are we are showing up to Presbytery and General Assembly to say, how can we uh, serve our people? How I, I got a, I got a picture in my uh, painting, my grandmother painted in my office, and it's of a shepherd looking out over his flock in the field, and he's just got a mm. sheepdog right beside him. And I often mm. ask people, they'll come in and look at that, and I'll say, hey, which one do you think the pastor is? And almost <laughs> every single time, they're like, oh, the shepherd. And I say, no, <laughs> we're the dog. All we do, you know, when that shepherd's whistling, making the different noises, we go where he tells us. We 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 bring the sheep in how he tells us, you know, everything. We're just trying to do our best to listen to his, as it were, his whistles, the shepherd's, you know, uh-huh. his commands. And yeah, there are times we get it wrong uh, and times we need yeah, to seek forgiveness for that. But that's right. The office is for the purpose of listening to the shepherd. And I, um, that's right. And we, we follow in the footsteps of elders who've traveled the road before us. Yes. That, uh, you know, just Barnabas. Yep. Shuffling along from Antioch to Jerusalem. Um, that, that's not a joke, right? First century. Mm. But, but I, I, you know, we're, we're doing the work of the church and I, I have heard both men who were on, I can think of one man in particular who was on a on a contentious vote. He actually, um, we were on opposite sides of the issue, mm-hmm. but he he recognized, and I love how he put it. He said, "I know that some of you are. Um, this is going to be hard to explain to your people." Yeah. Like he recognized that we were not there merely as 
Yes. Um, you know, just kind of like elders, brains on stilts, just trying mm-hmm. to, we mm-hmm. were, we were thinking of going back to our people and our people Correct. are, uh, absolutely adorable. I mean, yeah. I spoke at, I spoke at general assembly on the floor last year yeah. and I mean, people in my church. Yes. They're like, I love I mean, it. I, I think before my wife, my wife was like, did you just speak on it? Because people yeah. are, you know, they're tuning in and, yeah, and they're, yeah. you know, because they're, they're, they're thinking like, well, this is a big issue or, well, you know, what, what are people yeah. saying? And, and I, I think what's nice is, um, sometimes I hear things on the floor of presbytery that are different from how I would vote, mm-hmm. but I go, man, that's the best argument against my position. That's really, yeah. that's really, we, in the fall, we had a speech against something that we yeah, yeah. voted on the other side, but I, I texted the man and I was like, or maybe I told him afterwards, I, I yeah. said that that's the very best speech I've heard you it give was. on the floor of prize. Yeah. I mean, it was just yeah. exceptional um, and, and really thought provoking. And so I think that's where, um, you know, if you think that presbytery is merely an only, um, mm. oh, you're just going to go and talk about semicolons or something, yeah. then it's like, yeah, it's boring. <laughs> but if it's actually like, well, how do we respond to yeah. the changing views on human sexuality as a denomination? Big, big cultural issue. You know, how, how do we, yeah. you know, and, and um, so those are big, yeah, big things and. Yeah. And I also, I mean, I, I think too, that, um, I think it, I think it should comfort our people mm-hmm. that they are, their concerns are being represented yes. and also that there are other men apart from their pastors who are involved in all these issues Yes, and are yeah. also yeah. kind of, of looking at and, and listening to what what their people are doing. And I, I think mm-hmm. that if, mm-hmm. if, uh, if you, I mean, I, I can think of an instance where a member of a church brought a complaint against a session and the, the session helped the member of the church bring the complaint. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and it was, it was sweet to see how they shepherded a member to yes. bring the complaint against them. And yeah. presbytery did not side with them. But but they they got a regional body of mm-hmm. churches, yeah, to reflect on that you know this particular person's concern, yeah. And so that's I mean, it, and I haven't ever thought of this, but uh, you know, if you think about like the cumul you know the the cumulative effect of years in ministry for all mm-hmm. of our ordained men. Yeah. I mean, the number has to be pretty vast, you know, so you could have if you're at a local non-denom church and your minister has been a minister for five years, uh, then you've got five years. That's not a joke because you've got five years of of, uh, pastoral ministry under your belt. Well, let's take it. Yeah. Let's take it in my case. I mean, I've I've been the senior pastor here for what is it now? Seven months or so. But. This church, because of the interconnectedness, has way more than seven months of experience. Correct. They can, and not not just they can, but they have the right to actually reach out to other people to ask for wisdom and 
things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, and what, your people, no, your people could could contact a minister. Yeah. Or or just or ask you like, have you talked to this? You know, have you talked to somebody yeah. else about this? And, yeah. Yeah, that's super helpful. Well, and I think one way, uh, one way to think about uh, whenever people see their elders go to presbytery or general assembly. I, there is one sense, yeah, it's the elders are going to Presbyterian General Assembly. But in another sense, you can say we are going to Presbyterian Correct. General Assembly uh, because they're representing us. And I think that does it. what you had mentioned. Uh, yeah, I, I, I hope and I think it's it, it's a sign of health in a church where now not, not everyone's going to be able to do it. And uh, but. If there is interest in the congregation about, hey, how did Presbytery go? How did General Assembly go? Um, I think that shows some help there because it affects them. And, right. uh, um, and can I piggyback yeah. on this? Yeah. So, and yeah, I think please. at the I think at the General Assembly level, um, one of the things that I find fascinating is how, um, and I I was struck by this. I think when the human sexuality report came out, yes, yeah, that the that the Presbyterian Church in America, at the General Assembly level, yep, is doing the kind of work that you would hope that an elite Christian university would do, yeah, but nobody's doing it, yes. Like where where is the um uh domestic abuse, sexual assault report mm-hmm. of Harvard that yeah, everybody exactly. can use. Exactly. Right. Where, where, where is the human sexuality report of, you know, yeah. Or of, of any college or seminary. Yeah. It's just, and so that's where I think, mm-hmm. you know, things are, are, um, pe- people are well served. I think too. Um, yeah. One, I mean, these one are, important thing. Yeah. Scholar. I mean, like, genuinely scholarly works. I mean, they're, they oh, are yeah. beautiful incredible stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. And, uh, I've not read the entirety of the Dawson report. I've read like a page, but you've, have you read the whole thing? I haven't read the whole thing, but I've looked through a lot of it. I mean, it's, I mean, it is a full book. I mean, it's, it's, we, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it is. Yeah, I've read the entirety of the human sexuality report, Yeah, but, uh, but I, I clearly, Need to read that. Yeah, the DASA is a great. It's it's probably not a book you would just read straight through. It's a great handbook. Uh, where yeah, that's you, you kind of have your tools of like I know this talks about this here, so let me flip to it there and um. So, yeah, we we've, we've used it as a session. Yeah, uh, yeah because I think yeah. Jeff Tuning has read the mm-hmm. whole thing, and so he has said like you know yeah we all read page yeah you know well, these two pages so that's. Yeah, and it's helpful because when when our denomination comes out with position papers, and 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 even those position papers, we can still interact with those, you know. Uh, sure. But but also, yeah, it is helpful for. I, th- I think when position papers are done well, you do try to have a, an eclectic group of uh, elders on those uh, who are doing the research, so that you can come to a hey, here is a kind of a generalized view of the PCA on. Um, you know, tinction or yep. uh, pedo communion. Creation. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, I no. think they are. It's a great resource to point people to. 
And also, um, another thing that General Assembly does, because um, you went to, did you go to RTS Jackson or where yeah, did you go? Yeah, RTS Jackson. So, yeah. so for you, General Assembly is kind of like a seminary reunion where you get oh, to see. Oh, in a lot of ways, yeah. You know, yeah, you know, we've seen a lot of those Whereas guys. For me, um, not having gone to your illustrious uh, alma mater, um, <laughs> it's not. Yeah. And so, so. So I, but I think that's even more helpful because I find that I get to know people yeah. going year to year yeah. and, you know, really just, um, delighting in people. And, yeah. and it's amazing how when you're like-minded and mm-hmm. you love the Lord yep. and want to worship him with reverence and awe, yep. how, um, heartwarming it is, how, uh, easy it is to yes. feel like old friends with somebody well, that you've been talking to for an hour. It's kind of like a, a great friend of the pod, uh, our, our our mutual buddy Stephen Spinnenweber. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, Greenville Presbyterian uh, Seminary guy. Uh, yep. You know, I, I I've never known Spin. Uh, I got to know him uh, through General Assembly and through meeting these other guys. And then, yeah, you're right. You, you, you're like, oh, man, we're very like minded. And mm-hmm. um, just found out the other day he and I both are in the uh, we're in the tea game, you know, herbal tea, black teas and all that. So we're, you know, huh. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Do you look, have a recommendation for the are- podcast? Hey man, maybe uh, a sponsorship, maybe a sponsorship coming, man. We are getting (laughs) fancy here, man. Uh, Do you have a recommendation? Oh, I, I just subscribed to, uh, a, a little subscription box by, uh, T runners and they give you like 20 different options and you choose four each month. Oh, dude. You love it. Hey man, I'm, I'm hook line sinker in this whole T game right now. So, yeah. Uh, but, but, I had a um I had a buddy give me a uh um it was uh it's it was it's French. He's yeah. he's French American and so it was the it was uh like twenty five days before Christmas. Oh no way. And so yeah, and it that's was awesome. and it's super high end, like Oh, that's awesome. Uh, we went to this little this little place in Vietnam. And yes. so I, I took a photograph with every single one. Uh, hey, <laughs> that's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so T runners, T runners. Okay. Yeah, man. Um, let everyone hear it. Um, uh, maybe we that's can get a sponsorship awesome. and some free boxes. Um, <laughs> um, I, I'm impressed. And so you like it and you just I love it. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, awesome. I, it's a, uh, yeah, it, it's been. Uh, I I try to limit uh, my coffee because man, that just I feel like sometimes I'll look up and I've only had three cups of coffee for the day, and I'm just like sweating bullets. Uh, it's like <laughs> I'm like I've got to hydrate. I've got to replace coffee with tea. Like I got to do something. Uh, awesome. But yeah. Well, I anyway, mean, I, back back yeah, to Presbyterianism. Yeah, yeah. So um, the the uh, um. Because you're going to start me on coffee, and that that, no, no. that would be like a whole other episode. So, uh, yeah. um, but I I do think that um, you know if uh, if people are are kind of like what's presbytery about? Yeah. Then I would just say, go with Wilson to presbytery. Yeah. Just see what it's about. Yeah. You don't you don't have to be 
Uh, I was talking to a, a guy who hopes to come into care. So mm-hmm. he's just a lay person. And, um, and I just told him, look, you, if you want to be ordained and he does, then just start coming to presbytery. Yeah. And yeah. you can't speak, but most of the time we don't go into executive session. Yeah. And so a lot of times you'll hear, you'll, you'll see kind of what work is being done mm-hmm. and you'll get to know the people. And, and I think it's, um, enormously encouraging. Yeah. I, I really, it do. really is. I mean, it like there, there even sometimes when it can be long meetings, but yeah, I mean, you're often leaving and, uh, you're like, man, there's just a lot of, you know, good news that you're hearing great things happen. And so it is, it, it is super encouraging. Mm-hmm. Well, Jay, let me ask you this. We're, well, for one, we're definitely going to have to do a part two because uh, there, there's a lot here that uh, I'd love to get into. And uh, eventually we need to do a part a part three on uh, philosophy. Uh, that would be, I think it'd be awesome. But, okay, let's, let's say that, uh, okay, you, you convince me this is important. You convince me this is practical. Um, okay, uh, I want to study this a little bit more. Um, are there any helpful resources that are out there for me to just read through, uh, or or even maybe maybe to see the church maybe teach through for a Sunday school class or something? Yeah, I think that um, well, there there is the Polity Matters podcast. Yep, shout out. So that's that's a shout out. Um, and then of course you can go to the PCA's. Uh, assembly yep. committees. I mean, if you Google PCA, BCO, it'll come up. You can get the PDF. So that's yep. get that for free. And then uh, Thomas Witherow, the Apostolic Church. Yep. That is that's a short read. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think that. I mean, I think that most people could read it in under two hours, don't you think? I think so. The book, I mean. It's it's funny because like the book whole book itself is like 250 pages, but it's like half of it is his biography. Um, so but like the actual content. Yeah, if you just get if you get it off of Puritan's mind, it's like yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I had great I had Speechify read it to me and probably took like an hour and ten minutes. But I listen to I listen at such a speed that if my wife hears my speech if i talking to me she gets totally annoyed because it sounds like blah, 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 you know so it's not good. yeah but uh but thomas witherow the apostolic church i just think that that is yeah it is just so clean it is and i think really i think fair-minded it was even helpful for me i was raised baptist it was helpful mm-hmm. for me on kind of understanding how baptists don't really have a theology of ordination yeah yeah because who's gonna lay hands on the man that you want to have as your minister. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. You know, and then, and then also I worked for all souls like in place in London, uh, for a year. Yeah. And, and, and I never liked the, like, I never felt comfortable with the church of England. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. that, that was, it was helpful for me, you know, as a, uh, Presbyterian minister kind of reflecting back on things yeah. before I became Presbyterian going, yeah, I mean, I never, I never yeah. really understood like how does how does uh, Mister Baggins become the Reverend Baggins? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah that's, exactly. That's then for like the hardcore James Bannerman, yeah, uh, the Church of Christ, and you can get it 
in print from Banner Truth, or you can yep. get it uh, online at Monarchism. But it is, yeah, it's really, really good. But I and then I think the Polity Matters podcast. I think that's probably the um, most accessible. Yeah, those guys are doing yeah. a great job. Yeah, they yeah. really are. Um, and and I just again, I I can't uh, you know read the you know read read the preface to the BCO and the yeah. preliminary principles. And mm -hmm. one of the things that's interesting is I um I just had Speechify read to me. Don't you can laugh. I was about to say don't it. laugh, but you yeah, can laugh. Yeah. Uh I had Speechify read to me like I don't know if it was like 10, 15, or 20 years worth of standing judicial commission cases. Whoa. And really? uh Yeah. Yeah. And it was it was really fascinating because sometimes uh preliminary principles will be referenced in yes. the decision. Yeah. Right. You know, this violates the right of the people to choose those in authority over them. Boom. Yeah. End of story. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't need to know anything else about this issue. Oh, but it was a really dark and stormy night. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you imposed this man upon the, the people. It, yeah. You know, that's not right. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I like the Witherow is, is really good. And it's then great. the Bannerman is just, I mean, I want to. I mean, it's, I it's a tome. I mean, it's a, it's oh, yeah. a, yeah. The thing that I like about Bannerman is I think Witherow is just perfect for here are the principles, mm -hmm. which system of government is best. Mm -hmm. um, but the thing I like about Bannerman is the theological reflection yes. on certain aspects of the church. And so I remember listening to him on the sacraments. Oh, yeah. And going, huh. And just in saying that, I think, okay, I need to review that again and really be able to digest it and, yeah. and be able to talk about it because I could yeah. now. But anyway, yeah, that, that, I'd recommend that for sure. Well, and then, I, and I would even say, as far as like the readability of the BCA, you know, my, it's funny. Uh, matter of fact, this, this was a Jay Bruce influence here. Uh, I, it was after a conversation you and I had, and my wife just goes, I'm just going to start reading the BCA. And uh, she did. It. She, I think, she downloaded it for free on Kindle, and read through it. And what was awesome is like she looked up. She was like, "This is actually pretty good." And I was like, yeah. "Hey, look, there we go." Uh, yeah, exactly. And I think she read through like uh, the pre uh, preliminary principles and then the uh, uh, the first section of it. And yeah, it's exactly that of like, "Wow, this is why we do what we do." Um, Correct. So, yeah, this and this is. This is why we do what we do, and and it's and it's a good it's good. It is like it actually is. It's healthy and helpful to people for yeah. sure. Yeah. No, I, I agree, and 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 I think the key is to start small. Yes. Um, yes. Very good you know, advice. If you, if you if 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 you know, like, um, how do I how do I get to know John Locke? Yeah. Well, have you looked around at the Wikipedia page? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, look, <laughs> you yeah, know, like yeah. that's not bad, you know. Yeah. And then, and then <laughs> it would be get a little yeah. bit more. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I don't know anything about Kant. Here, read yeah. the critique of pure reason. Bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so true. So, yeah. Man, well, Jay, thank you so much. This is uh, really, really helpful, and uh, I, I, I know this will be beneficial for the people who listen to it. And uh, yeah, we'd love thank to have you, you 
uh, you'll 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 definitely be a, a frequent guest of the podcast. <laughs> so uh, so awesome. we'll we'll let we'll let you and Spinning Weber fight for uh, who has the most appearances. You uh, should have us on together. Oh hey hey man! I mean, if, I like that, we wouldn't get anything Stillwater, done. Oklahoma but technology can yeah, 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 can yeah. manage it. You we, know, we, we wouldn't get anything we could done. Could have a multi-state sure collaborative. Fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, he's he's the famous one who gets on all these podcasts, man. We're just the local guys. So um <laughs> No, man, thank you so much. Uh, and uh we'll 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 look forward to next time. And uh thank you, yeah, brother. thanks for joining us on the Gospel Gazing Podcast. My pleasure. Thank you.